This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know what? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. With a Todd Rundgren intro is appropriate for our next guest because they play that at Lambeau Field all the time whenever the Packers score. And this is our first guest in uh, our December Hero Series. It's former Green Bay Packers linebacker and Hall of Famer Dave Robinson, who played in two of the most memorable NFL championship games of the 1960s when the Packers met Dallas in back-to-back playoff games to determine who'd represent the NFL in the first two Super Bowls. Of course, the Packers won both, and Dave had a hand in the first one with uh, ensuring the first victory in 1966 with a hit on quarterback Don Meredith, Dallas quarterback, in the game's final minute that led to an end zone interception by Tom Brown, who also played Major League Baseball, and a 34-27 win. Of course, a year later, Dave stood shivering on the sidelines at the ice ball, and we just talked about that in the previous segment when Bart Starr scored on a quarterback sneak in the final minute for a 21-17 victory. Now he's here to talk about those two games, and he's out of the cold of Green Bay. He was there last weekend when it was snowing, so he's here to get in from the cold, too. Hey, Dave Robinson, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you very much. I'll tell you, it was like going home again. I, I, all winter, it's been a very mild winter in, in Ohio and New Jersey, where I've been in those two states, and... Going back to Green Bay, Wisconsin, get three and a half inches of snow, snow for the whole ball game. I said, this feels like home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, let's, let's start with the ice bowl. I'm going to ask you a couple quick questions here. First off, how cold was it that day? What did oh. you think when you got to Lambeau, and were you surprised oh. they even played the game? I'll tell you, well, the, the official temperature, I think, the kickoff was 13 below zero, ambient temperature, not, not wind chill. And it was 18 below by halftime. And when the game ended, it was 22 below with 30-mile-an-hour winds and gusts. And someone told me that the estimated chill factor was between minus 57 and minus 69 degrees below zero. I'd say it was just awesome. I'd say it was terrible. I woke up that morning. My wife told me it was 20. The day before, it had been a nice, comfortable day. It had been 10 above. And going down to 10 below at night wasn't that bad. And uh, I woke up. She said, it's 20 below in the middle of the afternoon. I said, you've got to be kidding me. And sure enough, it was. My car wouldn't start. I had, a heart, I had to get to my girl living next door. Her boyfriend was coming up to visit her. I had to run out to him and, and promise him two tickets to the game. He'd take my wife out to the stadium because I couldn't be late. And that's how I got to the stadium. And then, with all my belongings in the car, I left my car, parked in my driveway, and gas station, came, jumped the car, drove my car to the stadium, and parked in the player's lot. That's the only way I got home. It was cold, cold, cold. <laughs> I told somebody, said, how do you feel? I said, I feel like a fudge sickle. It was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say, it really was. And I say, I was surprised the game was called. Yeah, I really feel, and I go to my grave saying it, but then, I hope not for a long while, but anyway, <laughs> the only one can call a game is the commissioner. And the commissioner, Pete Rozelle, made a statement that he didn't, he had never seen an AFL championship game before, so he went to Oakland. And that was kind of a joke in our locker room. He went to Oakland because it was in California. He was coming to Green Bay. Why do why you think he's going to see an AFL championship game when he was the NFL commissioner? Of course he had C1. And he knew that before they scheduled the game. He knew he wasn't going to go. He, he just didn't want to come to Green Bay. It was just too cold. But, you know, it was so cold that they, the whistles froze. And the rumor was when one official tried to take the whistle out of his mouth, he ripped all the skin off his lips because it was up to the whistle. And oh. so... 
it's, it's the fact that there's no halftime, of course. All the reeds shows up in the, in the wind instruments, and they couldn't have the bands couldn't play. And with no whistles, the officials had to say, "Ball's ready for play. Go, 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 go!" And the players were say, "Play's over. Stop, 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 stop." Well, <laughs> I want to tell you something. Here's something. Here's something inside dirt. During a football game, every now and then, a guy may hear a whistle and take an extra step and hit a guy. When he's hollering, stop, 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 I guarantee you, a lot of people got hit late. I mean, a lot of people. <laughs> and, the, and the thing was, oh, I'm waiting for the whistle. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I didn't hear. Uh, I'm not, I guarantee you, I'm not, not me. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> no, not you. No, of course no, not. Some guys did hit a little late, I tell you. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Dave, uh, Bob Hayes waited so long to get his bus in Canton. A lot of people feel because of the ice bowl, you know, he got dinged by a lot of voters over the years who claimed he was putting his hands in his pants and the running plays and he to keep warm. I'm wondering how you kept warm in that game and 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 what you thought of Bob Hayes sticking his hands in well, his first pants. Thing say, okay, let's say first of all, Bob Hayes is a real good friend of mine. He really was. He's a he's a slaughter guy, you know. And I understand that he I did see him with his hands in his pants. But I'm going to tell you something. When you got a resume like Bob Hayes and all the things he's done for the league, all the things he did for the league and whatnot, uh, besides the, even if he hadn't even been sitting on his hands for the whole game, that one game is not enough to take him away from being in the Hall of Fame. I think he was long overdue when he got there, and I'm, I'm glad he is. I'm, I'm proud to call him a, a teammate of mine at last. I, I'd be with, you know, a lot of people thought Bob Hayes was a track man who played football, and they were so wrong. Bob Hayes went to... Slaughter and them as a football player. But Bob Hayes, those that know him, like I did, know that Bob Hayes did not want to go to spring practice. So let him go to spring practice. Bob Hayes went out for track. And all he did was set the world's record in 100 yard, 100 yard dash. So that, that's that guy was, he's a great all around athlete. He's just a, and a great guy. I thought an awful lot of it. And I was so proud and so happy to see him going all thing. How'd you yeah, keep warm that, in that game yourself? What, what did you do? Oh, here? well. <laughs> I didn't, but the thing, the one thing I did do before the game, Vince said he did not want any of the receivers, ball carriers, or linebackers, or defensive backs to wear gloves. We didn't have gloves like that today. We had a just old, old uh, cotton gloves like you, gardening gloves. So everybody was complaining. And while everybody complained about the gloves, I went to the trainer and I said, Tom, give me a pair of brown gloves. You'll never know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> gave me some brown kind gloves. I wore the brown gloves. It didn't keep me warm, but kept my hands warm. And what would happen if it was a running play, if it was in a situation like a, say, third and eight, and I thought it might be a pass, I'd take the gloves off and stick them in my belt. But a couple times, I thought it'd be like a first and ten, I had my gloves on, and they'd come with a pass, and I'd snatch my gloves off and just throw them on the ground and run back in the pass pattern. Then after the play, I'd go back and pick my gloves up. <laughs> but I said, I'm not going to let the old man see me with those gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> it, worked, it worked out all right. It did work out all right. We're speaking with Hall of Fame linebacker Dave Robinson on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And Dave, we've talked to players in that game who still have lingering effects, such as frostbite. Um, how about you? I mean, did you have any lingering effects then or, or even now? You know, I wasn't one of the guys. One who got the frostbite most for us was Ray Nischke who was superstitious. He always used to take a knee right by Rambardi's leg when he was on the sideline. Instead of going to the bench and sitting there and trying to get warm, he took a knee with his hand on the ground. And after the game, he did have frostbite on his fingers. But uh, I didn't get it. I'll tell you, it was awful cold, as I said before, but I'll tell you, uh, that, that year, I think my side was something that somewhere in the 30s. And winning that game in the Super Bowl and the, the All-Star game post, 
it was like a $30,000 check for the, the championship, really. And for $30,000 in 1967, I'd have played that game in my underwear. Let's move on quickly to the 66 game where it was warmer. Oh, the winner would represent yeah. the NFL in the first Super Bowl. Did that provide any extra incentive, and did Lombardi have any extra adrenaline pumping that day? I love Lombardi, but I did. Uh, we had had some great games with Dallas all along anyway, with uh, Tom Landry and Vince Lombardi having been two to offensive and defensive coordinators with the New York Giants in 58. I think uh, uh, every time we played the, the Cowboys, uh, Vince always got, gave it a little something extra that week because of Tom Landry. He wanted to show Tom Landry what he had done with his team, and Tom Landry wanted to show Vince what he had done with his team. Both of them were taking, Tom took a brand-new team, and Vince took the team that was 1-10-1, the worst team in the league. So they both had built the teams from scratch. And here they were in the championship game now. And this was a, the, one of the big, first big championship match, I think, between the two. And uh, it was kind of an interesting game because uh, uh, we got up to an early lead. And then uh, uh, they, they went into a new formation, which put Frank Clark in, in the slot on us. And, and we never made adjustments to it. And it, he got one-on-one on, on, on the wrong, we had the wrong man on him. He caught some big balls. Hey, Dave, we're out of time. Yeah. But, you know, thanks so well, much for spending time with us, and, and thanks for the memories. And you know what? We're going to see you in Canton next August when, presumably, yeah. it'll be 100 degrees warmer than it was for the ice bowl. <laughs> Thank you. I enjoy it. I hope to see you this, uh, this uh, February in Houston. You got it. You will. Sure? You, will. Yeah. you will. You will. You will. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. That was Hall of Fame linebacker Dave Robinson. Up next, our Renai Game Changers of the Week. This is the Talk of Fame Network.